Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our voices together and give him praise. Hallelujah. Every praise belongs to our God. Oh, I'm in awe of him and his goodness, his mercy and his grace. Hallelujah. There is none like him in all the earth. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. There's nothing like standing in the presence of God every time as I feel His presence. And, you know, we don't always feel His presence. And that's when we miss it. Because whether we feel His presence or not, we must remain in awe of who He is. Praise God. Our great Creator, our Savior, the One who gave His very precious blood for every one of us. Hallelujah. And His presence is strongly in our midst today. I believe that God does in fact have a word for us. And I believe that for every hungry heart, everyone who hungers and thirsts after righteousness, they shall be filled. Now I wonder if anybody came today with a hunger in your soul. If somebody came today thirsting of the things of God, I can assure you before you leave this place, not only can you be filled, but you can be filled to overflowing. Hallelujah. And I believe the reason why God fills us to overflowing and the reason why He gives us things abundantly and above and beyond all that we can even ask or think is so that we are not the only recipients, but everyone around us, in our family, at the workplace, our neighbors, everyone around us will get to experience a little bit of this great power that you and I know so well. Hallelujah. Praise God. We want to turn in the Word of God today to Judges, the 20th chapter. Judges, the 20th chapter. Reading from the Old Testament book of Judges, we want to begin with verse number 15. I'm going to read two verses of Scripture. Judges 20, verse 15 and 16. Praise God. I, along with Pastor Rab, also would say we're grateful for each and every one that is here. We appreciate uh, the support. We appreciate the dedication, the sacrifice. We appreciate your attendance. We appreciate your prayers. And most of all, we appreciate your faith in what God is and what God is going to do in our midst and in this great city. Judges, the 20th chapter, verse 15. And the children of Benjamin were numbered at that time out of the cities 20 and 6,000 men that drew sword. Beside the inhabitants of Gibeah, which were numbered 700 chosen men. Among all this people, there were 700 chosen men left-handed. Everyone could sling stones 
at a hairbreadth and not miss. 700 chosen men, 700 left-handed soldiers, and every one of them could sling stones at something the size of a hair and even at a great distance and not miss. I want to talk for a little uh, time today about the left-handed advantage. The left-handed advantage. Would you raise your hands with me in your voices and let's pray and ask God to bless the reading, the preaching of His Word to our hearts. Mighty God, we thank You for Your awesome Word. We thank You, Lord, that You do have a Word indeed for each of us today. We thank You for inspiration. We thank You for instruction in righteousness. We thank You for doctrine. We thank You for correction. We thank You, Lord, for what Your Word means to our lives, even this day. Bless the preaching of Your Word. Touch every heart, mind, and spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And somebody say amen. And as Lee Stone King says, you may go down clapping. (laughs) Hallelujah. So what is so significant about these left-handed soldiers? I want to point out something that you may not have noticed, and uh, it actually can be seen in the original Hebrew Uh, when it mentions these left-handed warriors, these men were not simply, maybe some of them were, but in most cases, they were not left-handed at birth. These men became left-handed out of necessity because their right hand had been lost or injured in battle. How many lefties do we have in here? Couple. You're blessed. Praise God. But even more blessed spiritually are those who have gotten used to doing things right-handed, very secure in their abilities, very secure in the power that is within them, and then through many dangers, toils, and snares, through many battles, through many hurts, through many wounds, they have had to learn how to function in another way. They have had to learn how to continue on in spite of the pain in spite of what they had lost, in spite of what they were missing, they found another way to get the job done. Hallelujah. And they found out what it could be like to be even uh, beyond where they were before. And they found out what it could be like to have the left hand advantage from the right hand of God. My Lord, somewhere in the battle, they got hurt. 
Perhaps it was just an injury to one finger. Maybe their right elbow got damaged, or maybe they simply tore a muscle in their right arm, but the point is they got injured significantly, and they had to use their left hand. In those times, if someone got injured, they had the option of going home, putting their thumb in their mouth, and going home. Or they had the option of staying in the battle. And this is what I'm feeling deep in my gut today. There's a word for somebody in this place. Instead of going home, instead of sucking your thumb, instead of looking at all you've lost, it's time to re-engage in the battle and have the left-handed advantage because God can go do more through a left hand that is committed to him than a right hand that is committed to yourself. These left-handed soldiers chose to stay in the battle. And that is what made them such valiant heroes. They refused to go home. Instead, they made up their minds to get proficient with their left hand and retrain. Somebody say retrain. Retrain in another battle skill. They became what is known in old times, slingers. Slingers. God didn't call us to be swingers. God called us to be slingers. Hallelujah. They weren't sword-welding soldiers any longer. They were not even close to the front line of the battle like they used today, used to be. They were further behind the lines now, but they were more powerful now than when they were in the front line of the battle because of experience and because they had refocused and they had redirected their skills to be used in a way that they become some of the most detrimental soldiers that anybody could possibly face, those slingers. Listen to this. The sling was a very ancient war instrument. Y'all ever heard about anybody using a sling in the Bible? It was a very ancient war instrument. And in the hands of those who were skilled in the, in the use of it, they would most always produce astonishing effects. In particular, the inhabitants of the islands of Belias, now known as Majorca and Minorca, here we find some of the most celebrated slingers of antiquity. Listen to this. They were so serious about being slingers. They did not permit their children to have breakfast. Until, talking about train up a child in the way it should go, they did not permit their children, I mean, we're talking about an island of warriors. We're talking about a nation of warriors 
committed to slinging. And they would not allow their children to have breakfast until they had struck down the bread they had to eat from the top of a pole or some distant position. What if I told everybody here today, you can't eat again until you really get on fire for God. Some of us would starve to death. <laughs> Hallelujah. Breakfast means break fast. They couldn't break the fast until they had obtained a certain addition to their skill level each and every day. Let me ask somebody in this place, are you working every day? on your battle abilities? Are you working every day on your strength? Are you working every day on your accuracy? Are you working every day on being able to defeat the enemies of your soul and overcoming the obstacles that are in your way? Have you earned the power that you display? War historians tell us that slingers, listen to this, in general, they could hit the mark at a 200-yard distance. Two football fields. You better not be an enemy soldier within range of two football fields because a slinger is going to get you. And... At 50 yards, they literally used to practice hanging a horse hair from a limb and they would hit it with accuracy a hair breadth. And that's what the Bible is referring to. I want to tell somebody here today, if you will work at it, you can be amazing in the kingdom of God. If you will work at it, and if you will take this thing seriously, you can be powerful against the enemy. If you will forget the past hurts and injuries. Oh, I'm going to stop here for a minute. You was ridiculed as a child. You've been through divorce. You've had pain. You've been talked about. You've been abused. You've, you've had all kinds of problems. You've been hurt by a church. You've been hurt by a preacher. You've been knocked out for the count, so the enemy thought. But the true soldier says, if I can't use this, I'll use this. Now, I've done this before in leadership sessions to show people that it's tough getting out of your comfort zone. So we might as well do it. Does anybody have a pen with you? Okay. Those that don't, just don't get to take part in the exercise. You always should have a pen and a note paper. <laughs> Do you have something 
that you can write on without tearing a page out of the songbook in the, in the back. <clears throat> All right, everybody here that's right-handed, raise your hand. All right, everybody here that's left-handed, once again, raise your hand. We've got two. All right, now, the lefties now are going to become righties, and all you righties are going to become lefties. All right, right-hand people and left-hand people together, sign your name with the hand that you're used to signing your name with. Sign it real quick. I know it won't take you but a moment. All right, everybody got that accomplished? Just sign your name. Okay, now switch hands. All right? All the people that are right-handers, take your left-handers, or take your left hand, and make that signature that you just signed look exactly like it with your left hand. And you left-handed people, make that signature that you just signed look just like it did with your left hand. How's that working for you? Do we, do we have any ambidextrous people here that can do it just as well with one hand as the other? You are unique in the face of the earth. I wanted, you know, if I was watching you, as a matter of fact, who will let me watch you? Will somebody let me watch? Okay, Sister Nada. All right, God bless you. Because this is actually embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Sister Nada, I want you to sign your righty, right? Okay, sign your name with your right hand. That's beautiful. Okay, now I want to see just as fast and make it look just like that. Sign it with your, what are you doing? Wow, actually, <laughs> that's not as bad as I've seen in some of these sessions, but it's uncomfortable. Look at that. It's uncomfortable to do something you haven't been used to doing with something you haven't been used to doing it with. And a lot of people that have lost something along the way. Rather than put the energy and practice and focus into doing it different and overcoming all the hurt and the pain and the inability to do so anymore, they quit. They give up. I read about a guy that said, or this statement, he said there's a big difference in living out your life and finishing the race. He said anybody can live out their life to the end, but a lot of people stop running the race somewhere along the way and all they accomplish is living their life to the end. Did you know everybody in this room can live your life to the end? That's easy. You're going to live till you die. Isn't that complex and amazing? A powerful statement. 
But Paul said, I've fought a good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. And I believe I'm talking to somebody here today that maybe you've kind of stopped the race. Maybe you've kind of said, well, I'm just going to live out the rest of my life. I'm not going to fight anymore. Oh, listen, the best fight is still in you. The best fight is still ahead. Hallelujah. And the only way you can have victory is you got to fight. And if you've lost the ability to fight because you've lost what you used to fight with, you got to get back the fight and use whatever tool is close by. Hallelujah. These 700 soldiers of the Benjaminite, uh, Benjaminite army that we read about, they refused to be mastered by their adversity. But rather, they chose to master their adversity. Hallelujah. I can imagine one of them saying, I can't use a sword. I don't want to get that close to the enemy during battle. And you've got to understand, those that use the sword, that's close fighting. You've seen huh? and But can you imagine because of one of these wounded soldiers, one of these that have decided I'm not going to quit the battle. I'm just going to retrain. I'm going to make this work. I will not allow the enemy that pleasure because he has wounded me so in the past. I will not allow him the laughter and the ridicule of saying that he finished me off. I'm going to find a way and I'm going to get him. And can you imagine one of these soldiers in the front lines with his sword is engaging with the enemy. And about the time that his enemy brings back his sword and he's going in for the kill, about that time, this man that sees his life flash before his eyes and it's all about to be over, his enemy in front of him falls at his feet. One of those slingers, about 200 yards back, with great battle experience, already had that enemy in his sights, and he is slinging, and just at right at the right time, he lets go of that stone. He's hit a horsehair at 50 yard, and he has developed a means to get to eat breakfast every morning. And about that time, that stone turns loose and the enemy falls at his fellow soldier's feet. Another life saved. Praise God. So laying down their swords, their left hands picked up a sling. Awkward at first. Just like those signatures. 
But you know what? Sister Nada, even though hers looks a lot better than mine does, I'm telling you, if, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I try that, and any of you, if you will practice long enough, if you will put attention to detail, you can become even more efficient with your left hand than you are with your right hand. Remember this. It's the end results that count. God will take that test in your life and turn it into a testimony. God will take that mess in your life and turn it into your message. Hallelujah. It's the end result that counts. I can't go back and redo yesterday, but I can do something about tomorrow. I can't do anything about the hurt and the pain that I've experienced in my life, the wounds that I have received, the things that I have lost. But I can determine in my mind today there's something the enemy hasn't counted on. There's something that I haven't done up until now. There's an advantage that I have that can make me more than a conqueror. It's the left hand advantage. Praise God to where me with my left hand will take the power of the right hand of God and I will defeat my enemies. As the musicians come, would you stand with me? It don't take long to get this message out. I read a story about a blackout that happened in 1959. There was a massive power failure. This happened in New York City, and of course New York City is known for its skyscrapers. There was one particular very tall building, multiple stories high, and darkness engulfed the city. There was danger that existed all around them, and they had to clear the building. There were no elevators in this particular building. It's back in 1959. And so they fumbled around and they, they couldn't even see their hand in front of them. They couldn't find the stairways to escape. So they thought maybe there's not much chance of us escaping and the, the fires that maybe are enveloping this section of the city we will succumb to it there's no way out but little did they realize the significance of one of the organizations that was in that building the guild for the blind that day, those who had such a disadvantage 
About 70 of them were at work that day, and there were about 200 people in the building that couldn't find their way. But those that were blind had a sharpened skill, and they led with ease, never stumbling. They led 200 people down all of those stairwells and out to the streets of safety. Whatever disadvantage, whatever disability, spiritually or physically, that you may have, God can use you in a way beyond belief. You can have the left-handed advantage by going to work at it. Trusting in God and believing Him. I want to open this front right now maybe to some wounded soldiers. Hallelujah. Maybe some people that are yet desiring to further sharpen your abilities in the kingdom of God. You're not looking at your own strength, but you're willing to do what you need to do to become a warrior yet again. I come to tell somebody, you can have that left-handed advantage. Praise God. You can hit your mark. You can defeat the enemy before you. You can be a backup and you can be a support to, to those that are even on the front lines that haven't been through what you've been through because you've shown them that it's still possible because you have an advantage. The power of the Holy Ghost working in your life. I wonder if there's anybody here that would say, Lord, I want to be one of those warriors in the kingdom of God. I'm willing to do what I need to do. I'm not through. I'm just getting fired up. I'm not done. I'm not going to focus on the past failures. I'm not going to focus on what I've lost, dear God, but I'm going to step forward right now and I'm going to say, Lord, make me one of those left-handed soldiers. Make me stronger than ever before. Give me new skills. Give me wisdom. Give me guidance. Give me power. Hallelujah. If that's your prayer today, would you come and pray? Let's come and pray together around this front.